Welcome to the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arzu Babri. In this community, we embark on a journey towards self-discovery in order to reclaim our sovereignty and live a life rich in connection, meaning, and purpose. Welcome back, friends. I hope that you're all staying healthy and remembering to either slow down Take some deep breaths and bring yourself into the present moment whenever you feel that that's necessary for you. As I'm sure most of you have heard me mention in the past, whenever a particular topic comes up repetitively within a short period of time, I have this strong inclination towards creating a podcast episode that is reflective of that topic. And just in the last week, I noticed that regardless of who I was connecting with, majority of the conversations seem to circle back to the topic of relationships and the common struggles within various dynamics. Now, in the past, I have created a few different episodes on this whole topic of relationships. So for everyone who is new to the channel, welcome, and also feel free to browse through the list of topics and descriptions to see if anything in particular stands out for you, and then you can always take it from there. But for everyone else who is returning this week, what I would like to do for today's episode is go over what modern day relationships look like and then spend some time on the definition of love and then wrap it up with some ideas around how we can begin to cultivate foundational love and secure relationships within our lives, which can obviously look very different for each of us. So this way, Everyone who is tuning in today can walk away with one or more valuable reflective points from this episode. So in particular, I really hope that today's episode reaches those of you out there who seem to be at a crossroads when it comes to relationships and love. And just as a reminder, I have mentioned in many of my previous episodes that none of these topics are created to judge or shame anyone. They are simply there to support those of you who are interested in doing a mindful assessment of your personal journey. And then from there, seeing if certain norms or social standards are either working for you or require some reevaluation. Because perhaps over time, some of you may have learned to move forward in life with whatever is viewed as acceptable by the world around you, but that may not necessarily fit in with your personal beliefs, ideas, or values. And with that in mind, we can jump right into today's topic. So the modern blueprint for most relationships currently is that you meet someone either online or through mutual friends, because unfortunately it's really rare to meet people spontaneously these days. And In the rare instances that this does happen, it makes those encounters so much more memorable. But anyhow, you meet someone and you begin to sequentially go through the motions that have been set out by the masses. So you date for a period of time, which can differ in length for everyone. And while this is happening, most people are simultaneously either dating or seeing other people as well in order to determine which direction they want to go. And then you may decide that you are going to make things exclusive with one person. So you start to spend more focused time together. You begin to meet one another's friends and then family. You may go on trips together. You may move in together. You may get a pet and then start to work 
towards bringing into your physical reality some of the things uh, that you have discussed regarding a potential future together. And then after some time, usually a few years later, you may either have a child together and then just continue to live your life just as is, or decide it's time to take the relationship to the next level so you get engaged and then eventually you get married. Now, the natural course for many is that relationships come to an end during any of these various stages that we've covered. And if it does end, you start the entire process all over again with another person. And in that new relationship, you may either omit a few of the previous steps because at this point you realize that certain checkpoints of the previous relationship either didn't work for you or you aren't interested in repeating them all over again. So this is the most common formula that we see playing out regarding most modern day relationships. And some of you may remember that I did mention in a previous episode that the tendency for many people to repeat this cycle over and over has resulted in pure exhaustion of the mind, body, and soul. And as a result, a disconnection between the heart and the mind because you simply can no longer discern right from wrong or what it is that you truly want at the end of the day. And I want to bring something very important to light for all of you in that relationships are at the absolute core of our entire human experience. And because they are so fundamental, they tend to impact us quite significantly. And why I bring this up is because on my clinical intake form, there is a section that asks patients to list the most stressful events in their lives. And throughout the hundreds of intake forms, I have reviewed the most common stressors people list are either divorce or a breakup. And I say this to show that it impacts everyone quite significantly. And unfortunately, most people never take the opportunity to adequately work through or address these major life events. And as a result, these events begin to impact their personality and then the stress compounds over time. So what we see happening most often is people settling for the safest option because they are too afraid to feel anything anymore. And this is one of the main reasons so many of the world's population feels disconnected from their innermost self, because in order to convince yourself that you have made the right decision, you have to silence the inner stirrings of your heart and soul. So going back to modern day relationships, if you were to ask other people why they go through all the various steps it takes to reach a certain level of commitment, the vast majority will respond with, I want to get to know the person first and see if we are compatible. But the sad part is that during this getting to know each other phase, because of previous negative experiences, various expectations, and perhaps a lack of self-awareness, most people end up experiencing severe relationship anxiety and in turn suppress their true feelings. They overthink things and they require constant reassurance. And through that only reveal parts of themselves that they feel will be accepted by the other person. So really there's very minimal authentic self-expression. And then the interesting part is if the goal is to get to know someone Why is it that a good percentage of couples who have been together for 10 to 15 years end up divorced a year or two into marriage? So is 10 years not enough time to recognize the most basic requirements that you're looking for? Or is it the fact that there is a foundational piece that's missing from the whole picture altogether? 
So what we see happening as a result of the state of the world is that most people have a very strong desire for connection and they long to feel almost anything that helps them to fill a void within. And if they begin to search for something to simply fulfill this strong need without a clear sense of direction, they end up mistaking attachment for love or a toxic bond for a meaningful connection. And they disregard their initial instincts and then end up muddying the water even more through physical intimacy, which adds another layer of connection, at which point you may find it extremely hard to have clear discernment because you feel emotionally bound to this other person, but are simultaneously suffering due to the various misalignments and red flags within the dynamic. So with that in mind, some of you may have already guessed that one of the foundational missing pieces in most of these scenarios is that there is a severe lack in terms of clarity and intention when it comes to modern day relationships. And I know that all of you by now are fully aware of all the other complications that various social norms add to the equation. So I really won't focus on that for today. And instead I want to talk about this whole idea of clarity, which involves first and foremost, having a clear understanding of yourself And then by extension, clarity on what love means for you or what the experience of love feels like for you. And then through that, what your intentions are for embarking on a new relationship. Because if you aren't clear on your definition of love or what it is that's most important to you within a relationship, how do you expect to even recognize that when it does in fact show up in your life? And in order to make this distinction clear, it really comes down to your dedication to your personal healing journey with an awareness of your core wounds, your strengths and weaknesses, and in particular when it comes to relationships, and a short focused list of your absolute must-haves, which should hopefully be focused on values and character. So when you know what you want, it becomes much easier to discern from that point on. And if your big picture goal is to be in a committed relationship with one person, which I understand isn't the goal for everyone. So take this however it resonates. When you are clear on your definition and intention, you don't need to spend 10 years getting to know someone in order to make a decision. And you don't have to repeatedly put your heart on the line while always being on the fence about where you stand, or where you want the relationship to go. Instead, you go into a dynamic with a focused approach. And this is what I mean by conscious relationship is that every step you take is a mindful step with clarity on your foundational standards for any given relationship. And then through that, you then approach each conversation consciously. The time you spend together is more potent and as has a sense of purpose because you begin to build something more foundational and then learn to move through life with a partner where you are both on the same page instead of getting tangled up in these toxic games of trying to change someone else into something that they're not or trying to guess what the other person wants and then molding yourself into that or simply going with the flow because you are too afraid to express what you truly want. And what happens most often in these dynamics is that two people that want completely different things in life and are highly incompatible are left trying to balance on this tightrope of emotions that often leaves them in a constant state of confusion and pain, 
which often transforms into settling for something that you knew all along wasn't a fit for you, but you confuse comfort for security and the convenience of having someone around for connection and are too afraid of starting new because of the time that you've already invested. So with all of this in mind, I thought it would be a good idea to go over some definitions of love from various perspectives for those of you who are interested in gaining more clarity and understanding of your own personal definition of love. So based on Greek teachings, there are eight types of love, which include philia, which is affectionate love. So this is true friendships. And then traditionally was something that was referred to as brotherly love, but I would also like to include sisterly love in there. So this is the love between friends. The second type is storage, which is familiar love, which is love among family members, more particularly parents and children. And then there is philotia, which is self-love, which is a sense of connection uh, to yourself, confidence and self-esteem. So this is where the love kind of roots you back to the soul. There's agape love, which is unconditional love. This is selfless love, and it's described as the highest level of love and also reflected through empathy and the love for everyone. And this is what roots you back to spirit. And then among the various definitions, there are four more uh, examples of love that are more so associated with romantic love. And they include eros, which is physical and passionate love. So this is the classical romantic love. There's ludos, which is playful love and the enjoyment of the moment and bringing out each other's inner child. There's pragma, which is enduring love and is reflective of compatibility and steadiness. This is the practical type of love that is mature and develops over time. And there's mania, which is obsessive love. And this is the more toxic form of attachment, which I wouldn't really categorize as love, but I just wanted to cover all of them with you. Now, through the teachings of Yoga Sutra, there are the four immeasurables, which include Maitri, which is kindness or benevolence and friendship. So this is developing a deeper understanding of who the other person is, including their ambitions, desires, and troubles, and then accepting them for who they are instead of who you think that they should be. There is Karuna, which is compassion and emotional understanding. So this involves easing the pain of others, their suffering, their burdens, and whatever it is that distresses them. There is mudita, which is pure joy or happiness. So this is taking time to do the things that bring you joy together and and or by yourself. And then there is upeksha, which is equanimity and freedom. So to be free alone and together, and then the freedom to share without judgment. So it's the ability to feel a connection fully without possessiveness. And then the final perspective that I wanted to share with you guys is through the lens of Sufism, which is based on the teachings that are purely focused on the ascension of the soul. So love through this perspective is seen as an alchemical force of enlightenment and involves three various aspects. So there is love of God. There is love of that which God loves. So essentially this is unconditional love. And then love for the sake of God. So this is perfection of faith and often embodies qualities like forgiveness, empathy, and compassion. So just with those definitions, you can see that there are many ways of approaching and expanding our awareness of love. And in my opinion, at its core, love is a self-sustaining energy that stems from the source of creation. 
And because of this, it is both infinite and pure in essence. So if this is where our definition of love stems from, we can then begin to define love as a medium for unity because it has the power to unite complete strangers. So really love is connection. And through the purity of this connection, we begin to feel fully supported in order to step into the highest version of ourselves and transcend past all of the worldly limitations. So through the unifying power of love, we first create unity from within by establishing coherence between our heart and mind. And through that, have the ability to recognize true love, which is the recognition of yourself in another. And then through that, the union of the two souls that can follow. So this leads me to the final portion of today's episode, and that is ways in which we can begin to cultivate more love and understanding within our current or future relationships. So the first point is self-love, which is essential for everything in life. But to tie it into today's topic in particular, one of the pillars of true love is acceptance. So if you find it challenging to love yourself fully, it's because you're struggling to accept certain parts of yourself. And in turn, you end up projecting this onto others and accidentally label an insecure attachment or codependency as love. And if you look closely, there are certain individuals that completely avoid dating or marrying within their own race. And this often boils down to a subconsciously rooted hatred of self. So the importance of self-love when it comes to relationship stability is that it starts with self-acceptance, which shifts our focus onto ourselves, making us accountable for our own happiness and personal development, which helps to eliminate codependency. And instead of blaming others, we take responsibility for our own life. And through self-love, we begin to develop a sound heart and a sound heart will never crave something that is harmful for it. The second point is self-recognition. So this is where you have a firm understanding of your core values, beliefs, and wounds. And as a result, aren't waiting for others to define love for you. Instead, you go within. So the important point here is to have a general understanding of what is most important for you in a relationship prior to meeting someone else. The second point is self-recognition. So this is where you have a firm understanding of your core values, beliefs, and wounds. And as a result, aren't waiting for others to define love for you. Instead, you go within. So the important point here is to have a general understanding of what is most important for you in a relationship prior to meeting someone else? So identify that for yourself. Is it security that you're looking for, acceptance or being seen, or is it transparency within a dynamic, which is especially valuable for those who have a history of trauma? And then furthermore, beginning to understand your foundational must-haves within a dynamic, along with a solid understanding of your needs, goals, dreams, forms of self-expression, and so on and so forth. So all of this is to allow you to begin to stand in love with your feet firmly grounded instead of circling in confusion and distress. And then when you end up meeting other people that aren't compatible with you, you aren't left negotiating on your fundamental standards or making excuses and sugarcoating someone else's behavior. And the key to self-recognition is not losing yourself within a dynamic either. 
Because what we see happening most often is that most people tend to very easily fall back into either responding from trauma or fear and then creating power struggles where they begin to neglect themselves, the lessons that they have learned, and some of their most fundamental values. The third point is getting to know your partner, which is a lifelong process that requires both commitment and effort because you are either growing and building together or you're growing apart. And on the same note, it's also important to spend time apart and then discuss what you learned apart as well so that you both feel free and autonomous, which further supports the growth and union. And once you have those basic foundations set, you can begin to make more conscious efforts in terms of letting go of resentment, criticism, guilt, and fear, and then continuing to strengthen your bond by showing effort, choosing to work together, staying conscious of your actions, and then putting trust into the relationship, which is huge and something that I I notice a lot of people struggle with. And in order to strengthen all relationships in your life, you can make conscious efforts to set aside time for those that you care about, forgive quickly, share memories and impactful moments together or from the past even, engage in deep conversations with your friends, be open, be supportive and trustworthy, offer unconditional love and dedicate yourself to improving the lives of others and always remember to give very generously. So if you are trying to determine if a relationship is right for you, You are constantly receiving answers and clues all around you. You just need to be open to them. And an important point to keep in mind when you are in a partnership is that not everything is about you. There is much balance and understanding that needs to take place. And in order to learn to live in harmony together, you need to learn through making mistakes and demonstrating forgiveness and compassion. So the biggest thing to realize is that you are both on your individual life journey and have your life purpose, but you have made a commitment to walk this journey side by side. So no one owns the other person or is responsible for the other person's journey, but instead you have a deeply rooted mutual respect and love that if you need the other person, they will be there for you and vice versa. So no one is fixing anyone else, but instead you share the weight of life's burdens, which makes it so much easier to carry. And with that, let's move right into our episode prompts. Prompt number one is, what does love mean for me? Prompt number two, what is my idea of a healthy relationship? And prompt number three, What are my top five must-haves when it comes to values within a relationship? All right, friends, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I really hope that this episode reaches the people that it needs to and that everyone who joined in today, regardless of whether or not you're in a relationship or in search of one, I hope that you walked away with something valuable from today's episode. So as always... Feel free to share this with your family and friends, and I look forward to connecting with you in a future episode.